0: Hello and welcome to the Godly Grunt Podcast, where we teach Christians to be better soldiers and soldiers to be better Christians. I am the Deacon of Death, John Cooper, and I am B.A. Braun Nix. And we are here. Uh, This is the first episode uh, that we're doing at the Godly Grunts here. Uh, You may recognize me and my voice as I was on the Carpet Fide podcast. And uh, those guys, Jesse and Justin over there in South Jersey, and also... Alex at the Men's Muster encouraged me to do a podcast of my own. And I, uh, Braun and I had been thinking about this idea before, uh, just taking the things that we learned in the infantry and, uh, applying it to Christianity. And, uh, we decided to start this up.
1: Yeah. So should be fun.
0: Oh yeah. should be great. So, uh, we're gonna start off just telling, telling you guys a little bit about ourselves and then we're going to roll into our mission, at the uh, the Godly Grunts. So I am John Cooper. Like I said, I'm from Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, I joined Army ROTC, and when I went to college, and I got kicked out of college for loving Puff the Magic Dragon, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I kind of got a pay the IRS thirty thousand um, dollars immediately, or which I didn't have, or go to jail. Or you can go uh, to war, and so I was like, "Well, sign me up for the last option." Mm-hmm. So I uh, went to, I went into the infantry. Um, I was fortunate enough to finish my degree before I got myself in there. Um, I was a wrestler in college as well, and then I went in the infantry, went to the 25th Infantry Division after Old Sand
1: Hill. Mm-hmm
0: and where men are made yeah where men are made and uh well, now women too yeah now yeah now we gotta include women yeah. anyways uh, <laughs> um so then i went to the 25th infantry division out in hawaii and uh served in a recondo unit there uh which stands for constant commandos was a sniper there came to the old 10th mountain division mm-hmm. and uh went to triple deuce which is the unit unit here second battalion 22nd infantry regiment and was a sniper there, deployed as a sniper section leader to Kabul, Afghanistan, and uh, got out. Now I'm a licensed minister with the Christian Missionary Alliance and doing this before I go back in to be a chaplain. So that's exciting. That's me. That's
1: exciting stuff. Tell me about you, Seven. What's going <laughs> on? Well, six. well, I'm Bronn Nix. I uh, grew up in uh, an island called Panape in the Federated States of Micronesia. Uh, which is out by like the Philippines, you know, south of Guam, stuff like that. Uh, moved to the States when I was about 19 years old, just after I turned 19. Uh, did a couple things for a few years, but then uh, boys wanted to join the army. And uh, at the age of 24, I enlisted mm. as an infantryman, mm. which was my first choice. Oh, so, is, is
0: there another choice? Uh, of course,
1: there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I too went to Sand Hill in 2010. Uh, did basic there, and then uh, I was blessed to be given orders to come to the 10th Mountain Division, where I served for eight years with the 2nd Battalion, 87th Infantry. Catamounts? Yeah. We don't hold it against uh, <laughs> To 8 Heaven, as we call it. <laughs> uh, did two tours to Afghanistan, uh, once as a rifleman, uh and then on my second tour i was a motor section sergeant i came back and in the year uh, 2017 2018 i was medically retired uh got out and uh got into the automotive industry working in automotive parts and uh, i run a nissan parts department here in town and been been doing that ever since that's all i got hell yeah 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 so um
0: we both uh, have experience as not only soldiers but leaders in the infantry. And for those of you guys who uh, are listening to this who don't know what a grunt is or what an infantryman is, uh, let's just say they don't make movies about the non-infantry types. Um, <laughs> uh, just kind of talk on that piece a little bit. Like An infantryman is, is the guy who's in the foxhole. He's the guy with the machine gun. He's the guy mortar arounds. he's the mm-hmm. the guy in the scouts who's out there before his battalion or in the sniper section um mm-hmm. like we were and uh yeah it's just a very it when it's when it's good it's good mm-hmm. but when it's bad it's bad and um <laughs> and it's not a glamorous job i mean the you get some cool videos i guess from when and you get some cool yeah get to do some cool stuff but yeah it is not a glamorous job when you're coming home from the field exhausted and you just collapse and you don't even have, you don't have the energy to shower (laughs) because you're so hungry. And yeah. So uh, being an infantryman, was always like a sense of pride for me, uh, even though I always got made fun of by people that I knew who were all officers and other um, jobs, Mm -hmm. but I always had like pride being just an
1: enlisted infantryman just Yeah, something about it. It's it's a tough job. It really is. It's uh, it may it may seem like you know romanticized in a lot of movies, you know, or books that you read, but uh, like when you're doing it, there's nothing fun about it. Uh, But there is a sense of pride you have of being an infantryman that you just can't explain. You know, the level of hard training you go through in the worst environments given, and you're just constantly, you know, in the worst weather. Like right now up here Fort Drum, like what is it like eighty degrees, ninety degrees, and that's hot for up here. And there are guys on the field, full kit, full battle mm-hmm. rattle, just getting after a training. You know, in a month from now, they'll be in two feet of snow. <laughs> two feet of snow, and <laughs> negative twenty degrees, and you're mm-hmm. in a ditch pulling uh, security, shivering. Not know why did you sign up for that? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. tough. Tough.
0: Yeah, and I and uh, I think that we we had a we have a life group that uh, I have in my house and uh, we met tonight and uh, we're recording this a few days before it releases but um, we met tonight we talked about Afghanistan and uh, and I asked a question as uh, how can you love somebody and shoot them in the face because Matthew 5 uh, 43 tells us that we need to, you know, love our enemies and pray for them. But then as an infantryman and and as a Christian that doing that job entails killing people, I mean, at the very bare bones, that's what the infantry does. Like, you know, they kill people. And the support roles, uh, they have a very important job. Um, I don't want to put down anyone who is in a support role. Uh, We're very proud of being infantrymen. So we're going to, we're going to make jokes. uh, But we, we both feel that without the support roles, we wouldn't be able to do what we were able yeah, of to course. do. You know? And so um, a lot of respect out there for that, but they support us to go kill people. I mean, that, that is the bare bones of the job. And whether you're an 11 Charlie slinging mortars or you're a sniper looking at people in the scope, or you're the rifleman who's, you know, hitting someone with his buttstock who up there like it's it's the end of the day like that is that's the job and uh and when i asked that no one had ever thought that through before they signed up and only one of the guys uh other than us who's there is he's currently an infantryman he's in triple boost the other two one's an apache pilot and the other one's a uh, a combat engineer but at the same time that's that's their mission state as well blow things up to kill people the engineer and and blow things up to kill people is apache too yeah and so um but no one it was just like well we just compartmentalize it we don't really think about theology behind it Mm -hmm. and uh so we that just showed the need for uh people to talk about that who have who have deployed the combat and um are christians striving to be more like christ and uh and yeah, so that's what we're one of the things we're just kind of hoping to
1: accomplish here. Yeah, it was a really, really good question because even I never thought of that. You know, I, you know, my testimony came after my time in the military. You know, so but when you asked that question, I had an internal like dialogue myself as to how I would have felt during my time in the army if I was saved back then. You know, so, uh, so even me like that's still something I gotta like. The theology behind it uh you know it's it's interesting like how do we justify being a christian and doing your job as a infantryman in the in the marines or in the army or any support role that you get put in a position where you have to you know defend the country and take someone's life how do you how do you support that uh,
0: yeah and so and for me the basic answer would be uh and we're going to dive deeper into this as as the days go by. Yes. But um one of the basic things for me is in the old testament the man after God's own heart was David. Mm -hmm. And David, I mean, for for the Lord and some not for the Lord for himself, but he uh he mean he just massacred uh thousands of people in war and uh he was a warrior. And um, he was a man after God's own heart. And that was while he was doing that. And then in the New Testament, uh, we see that Jesus says in Luke, they, they meet the uh, Roman centurion. And the Roman centurion says, him, you know, he basically wants uh, his servant healed. Jesus says, uh, you know, well, hey, I'll, I'll come meet you. And he says, no, you can just say it and it'll happen. Like I get how it is. Like I, I'm, I'm someone with soldiers in my command. I tell them what to do. They do it. You basically, you rule the earth. You want someone to get healed. You say it, it'll happen. And then I'm presumably in front of his disciples. I don't have my Bible open right in front of me right now, but in, in that context, but I mean, he says like, there is no man in Israel. So this is a Roman centurion, an occupying force in Israel. And, He's saying no man has greater faith in Israel than this man. Mm -hmm. So obviously now going to the New Testament, because you can argue, well, in the Old Testament, we just did things differently. And God did work differently in the Old Testament. But even in the New Testament, Jesus doesn't condemn that man. Mm -hmm. Um, Luke 27, uh, we brought this up a little bit tonight in our life group, is that in Luke 27, we see Jesus goes and tells his disciples to get swords because he's not going to be, he's about to be betrayed by Judas. And he's like, hey, I ain't going to be here. Is this Luke 27 or Luke 22? Um, uh, I ain't going to be here anymore. Uh, so I need you to get swords to defend yourself. Peter thinks, okay, well, that means we're about to take everybody on, just the 12 of us and Jesus. He gets, he gets a little bit of that grunt mentality <laughs> going on. And uh, he starts swinging, cuts some guy's ear off. And Jesus says, "Hey, you live by the sword; you die by the sword." And that's not what we're doing here. This is how my kingdom spread. But they need the swords to defend themselves. So he doesn't condemn Peter for having the sword; he just condemns him for how he was doing it. And and then we look at Romans thirteen: ministers of the sword, uh, which is one thing we're going to get into in this podcast. But we'll talk in more depth in another one. Is like there are actual; it's an actual ministry of God. Dictated in Romans 13 that the government, the government arm. So I always look at it as the actual arm swinging the sword is the policymakers, but the sword itself is the police force, it is the border patrol, it is the military, mm-hmm. and that sword is what cuts. And it says in Romans 13:4 that sword is the wrath of God, like there to pour out the wrath of God upon evil. So I think so. Now we have Old Testament, we have Gospels we have epistles and then we look at revelations when Jesus comes back and he, he is a warrior on a sword or excuse me, on a horse with a sword. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have in the Bible, we have examples all throughout where Jesus not only doesn't condemn being a soldier, but it's shown clearly in metaphors. It's shown clearly in um, his ministry itself. So I think that it's something that is there but in my experience it's very rarely talked about mm-hmm. because it is something that's kind of difficult. Like, how do you love someone and kill them? Mm-hmm. Like you love the, you love them. They had their chance. They had their chance, right? Romans one tells us that, you know, there is no excuse for people that God's revealed himself. Mm-hmm. And especially nowadays, I mean, like the gospel has been spread over the majority of the world. Mm-hmm. And we, we just use Taliban and ISIS as an example. Like, I mean, they have they have the internet, right? I mean, they can they can look up a Bible, and I mean, that's not to sound callous, but it's at the same time the gospel has been presented to them that the ability is there, um, but in their sin they continue to rebel against God. And we love them, and we would share the gospel with them if they were here. We also love the people around them, mm-hmm. and so we have to put them down and let and let God's justice be God's justice. It's not fun being the sword it's not fun doing that job uh but it's it's a necessary job and it's a it's a righteous job uh
1: done correctly Mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to get to down to the nitty-gritty of this all you know because a lot of people are going to have different opinions about this you know and this is what this is discuss this you know how to be better Christians? Yeah, I can do some work.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, and the flip side is too is like so we take so we just took what we see in the Bible, and you know it's it's my it's my fault to take ownership of the fact I don't have my Bible in front of me. We just kind of threw this together tonight to get our first one out there. Yeah. Um, but we we take what we learned, saw in Scripture and we say, okay that this is what scripture has to say about being a soldier and there's more in there like there's um, there's actual tactical lessons as well uh if you look at um david's mighty men it talks about one of the soldiers who was able he talks about the fact that he loses one arm and he's able to just like switch to the other arm and it says basically that he trained doing that and it's mm-hmm. like oh so you're saying i should train being able to shoot with both arms mm-hmm. Tell a private that they're like no, a specialist. There's no way that yeah. uh, you know I'm going to yeah. be shooting for my left arm until they get shot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then that's exactly what they're well, doing. it's like training to like learn how to put a tourniquet tourniquet on with both hands. You know, one on the other. Mm. Get proficient at it. Same thing. Like the yeah, yeah. You you learn to shoot off your non-dominant, you know, hand because mm. they're you know, like coming around a corner. You know, you got to switch switch to the mm. other side so you can pie that corner better or like you know, uh, but yeah. Oh really? I never knew that. Yep. It yeah. Let right hand cut off and switch to the other.
0: Yeah, he like gets one arm cut off, the other. Then it talks about the Benjamites who can fight with both hands. It's just like it's a it's a simple <clears throat> it's a simple thing, and it's like yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah. And then in Psalm one forty four, it talks about how God trains our hands for war. Mm. So it's like you know that talk about a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. So, um, yeah, God trains in my hands for war is what yeah. it says. It's like, so God is behind even just our training. And it's like, uh, and I training to the glory of God. Like it's, I was asked when I was a, when I was in, that I worked very hard uh, even as a private. And that was because my family and still within in me. And it was just, when I was private, we were all sitting around, you know, before going in the army, because I went in a little older as well. Before going in the army, it was like, if you weren't working at your job, like you were about to get fired. Like, it's just the way it was. So you yeah. found something new, So you weren't the guy who got laid yeah. off. And so I took that same mentality in the army. So like when everyone was sitting around in the, in the common area, I started like sweeping. Cause I was like, I gotta clean this crap eventually. So yeah. I'm just going to go and clean it Yeah. and clean the toilets on my own. Cause I was just like, yeah. you know, I what I'm going to do this is when I was in 227. And, um, And it was like, I remember getting asked, like, why are you doing this? And I was just like, I work hard for the glory of God. Mm. And it came to the same in training. Like I trained, I busted my butt, you know, at least I tried to bust my butt as often as I could. Um, So that way like, I was the best. Like I may not have been the fastest. I may not have been the best shot, but like I would, no one was going to outwork me. Like that was my mentality. No one was going to be more dependable than me. And I, and and there were times I failed for sure, but like, I tried that because I I did that to the glory of God, because God trains my hands for war. Yeah. Like taking that mentality and being like, okay, I have to work hard now, you know, but on the flip side of all that. So now what we want to try to offer as well as the second part of our podcast is what does the, army or the military especially the infantry because that's both of our experience that's what we're going to talk from have to say about christianity and how we um go about our christian lives you
1: got anything on that do you want to shoot out there real quick well i just want to like touch on something like when you're bringing up like you you're always working right because mm-hmm. what's the biggest what's the biggest issue during like downtime like when you're not doing anything complacency you know we yeah. always you know talk about when i was in the army you know, like complacency is like the most uh detrimental thing to an infantryman mm. uh, so when you're when you're not out in the field like and you're back in, uh you're back in uh really what are they, garrison the <laughs> that's gross <wrong>. yeah <laughs> you're not deployed like, and you're not on the field and you're in a garrison environment like complacency creeps in mm-hmm. you know and you need to like constantly like break that's you know that habit of getting into com- complacency uh little little battle just little classes constantly doing that you know the same thing can go to being a christian where you're not we can get complacent in our in our uh in our lives uh, and we can allow like the enemy to creep in and, you know, hurt our relationship with, you know, the Lord or hurt our, us trying to stay on the path. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think, uh, I think that they sort of go hand in hand, complacency as a soldier and complacency as a Christian, as a Christian. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like the enemy within, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also, uh, things like like you kind of mentioned battle drills and so i know i was showing you this the other day like like we need to have battle drills when we face them right like and and it's easy for us to understand when we say these and when we say break contact right like me and you understand any anyone who's in the military understands that listening to this right now like break contact is simply like get out of dodge (laughs) i mean that's that's a good way of saying it so i mean like when you're being tempted like you need to break contact like you mm-hmm. need to just get out of there yeah. uh, and and you look at the example of Joseph when Potiphar's wife was getting all hot and hit. Mm. <laughs> and uh Potiphar's <laughs> wife is going going after Joseph and yeah. he like after telling no 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 eventually she grabs him and is just like have sex with me mm-hmm. And He's like uh-uh, girl, and he just yeah. and he bounces like he, he leaves his cloak behind, he doesn't care, he like but he's con- like just yeah, he broke contact, he, broke contact. Yeah. he got out of there. The same is like uh, with while well, you're breaking contact, and there and there is a principle in the army of every movement, and that's cover and move. Mm-hmm. While one element's moving, the other mm-hmm. is covering. So mm-hmm. whether that is actively covering, as in laying down suppressive fire, or whether that is just covering and like a bounding overwatch mm-hmm. so like you're always one guy's watching or one guy's per- helping uh keep the enemy back while the other guy maneuvers and that's the same with christianity like we need to work together like we need to be praying for each other so that we can maneuver if if i'm struggling i should be able to text braun hey cover and move and yeah. he should know that means i got to pray for john right now yes. like like that kind yeah. of yeah stuff yeah. that we can help hopefully offer uh, to Christians. Yeah. Send on a net call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> break, break, break. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was in RTO for a while. I hated break, 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 because then everyone's just like, why? This is six. This, this is six. Why are you breaking yeah, that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm hoping that that we can offer uh, especially in the spiritual warfare sense uh, as we kind of wrestle through, what does it mean to, to fight? Cause a lot of people in today's culture, not just the Christian culture, but culture in general, they don't, they don't know how to fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about jujitsu mm-hmm. or boxing or anything. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just fighting. Like, what do you believe? in? Mm-hmm. Like, are you willing to fight for it? And I, and mm-hmm. you see, I see people, and I don't want to get into the COVID debate, but I mean, I see people that I went to Bible college with who are just like, you know, everyone should be mandated to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, our biggest problem in America is our freedom of people to choose not to do basically what I want them to do. Yeah. And I'm like, you are a weak person. Yeah, You're just taking what you're being told. Yeah. And you just slapped Christian on there and you think that it makes it okay. It's like, well, no, we need to wrestle with these issues with scripture and all of scripture and we need to fight. Mm -hmm. Like we cannot give up ground. Um, Now, I'm not saying we go take our Bibles and beat people over the head with them um, physically or otherwise, but when we're in conversations, like we need to be able to defend our positions and talk about our position via scripture. And that's something that we, like I said, we can kind of help out just the fighting terminology that the military's been using for years. We didn't make it up. It's just mm-hmm. we're able to share
1: it. Now, spiritual warfare. Like, what is spiritual warfare? Define it for me.
0: Well, I think uh, it's warfare in the spiritual realm. Okay. Uh, we look at Ephesians 6 mm-hmm. and uh, we see that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against yeah. principalities and yeah. powers of the air. And yeah. I think that it's not just, so I think we fight on two fronts. Yeah. So we fight, number one, we fight inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about complacency before, yeah. and that's one aspect of it, but we are sinful people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, left on my own, and we talked about this tonight, like left on my own, I'm just as bad as a Taliban in God's eyes without Christ in me. Mm-hmm. Um, my sinful nature is just as evil. Mm-hmm as uh as these guys and it's hard for us to acknowledge in mm-hmm. our minds because we don't want to think yeah. of ourselves as that evil yeah. but that is what we wrestle because when we're saved like christ in the, excuse me the spirit dwells within us mm-hmm. yet we still have that flesh and that sinful nature that yeah. we fight so there's an so on one front of our spiritual warfare it's the battle within yeah. the second front it's the devil and his uh influence on this world um the devil can only be in one place at one time he's not god so i don't and i've always said it this way like i don't think he's wasting his time on john cooper Cooper. i mean like because i feel like most on six yeah yeah. because i feel like most of the temptations i face they don't come it's like no one's yeah. Laying it on me, it's like so I
1: want to do something. So you're telling me like the devil's not like in some like conference room with like demons around him, with you, with your face on it. Like this is our guy right here. He's he's we on it. This guy's up to no good for us for our business. You know. Well, we, last, take, we need to take this guy down. How well, do last it? year he was having Zoom meetings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I all, find that hard to believe. It. Yeah, and they all had. I think, think, had, I think, had,
1: think had... you're you're one of the HVTs on their <laughs> list right <now.
0: laughs> No, but I I. I think that we, we think too highly of the devil. Now I don't, Mm. I don't want to downplay him and his influence. Um, And left again, left on our own, we can't defeat him, Mm -hmm. but with the Holy spirit within us, we can And and in Ephesians six, we get the armor of God, which tells us basically the armor that God's given us to fight the devil. And, um, and another thing is that we don't fight it alone. Like we need mm-hmm. our battle buddy, right? We need yeah. our we need our squad, which could be you could use that as like your your life group or mm-hmm. your Sunday school class. We need our platoon, which you could say is your church. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you need these things that you want to fight off the uh, the devil and his influence with, but our weapons, and, and it's uh it's second Corinthians 10. We're like our weapons are not carnal, but they are powerful to bring down strongholds, like powerful powerful to bring down strongholds. And what basically that weapon is what they're talking about, you know, which we would know is the sword of the spirit. But what he's saying is, it's like, it's not like this weapon is so powerful. It can just bring down strongholds. Well, back then they didn't have like a Moab, right? Well, that's basically <laughs> what they're talking about. You know what I mean? They're talking about dropping a Moab. And that's the power of the weapon that God's given us. Mm-hmm. When Joshua is about to go enter the land of Canaan, mm-hmm and he meets or excuse me God's talking to him before he goes in and what does he tell him three times he tells him to meditate on his word he tells him to be studying his word he says this three times would be strong and courageous so you're telling me you're about to go into Canaan you're about to be in warfare mm-hmm. physical
1: battle They're about to invade, They're about to yeah.
0: invade. and yeah. God God could have said this is not to be invented years from now this is the M2 Madus machine gun i want you to mount this on a donkey (laughs) and i want and i and if you guys here's 50 of them right Uh and no one else has anything like this they're wearing leather you know like shoulder pads pretty much from your swords yeah you're about to destroy everything god could have done that yeah but what he said is here's my word meditate on it day and night Mm -hmm. and it's like That's how powerful the word of God is. And and even in physical warfare, guiding our souls and our spirits to make sure that we are doing things correctly. So I think that that's the power of the spiritual warfare. But we fight. The devil runs this world. He's the prince and power of this era. Um, So he runs this world. And we have to recognize that. Now, if you're in the uh, mill camp, the amillennialism, amillennialism camp, you would say Satan's bound. But his influence is still here. So no matter what camp you're in, theologically, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. um, his influence is still on this world. um, And that's something that we fight daily and we bring into subjection to Christ. So Mm -hmm. we speak the truth into these situations. And that is our weapon. Our weapon is the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now we got people saying that boys are are girls and girls are boys. I mean, you got a -a dingling, you're a boy. You got Mm -hmm. the opposite, you're a girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, it used to be that simple. Right. It's not simple, it's not a
1: simple world anymore. Yeah, and that yeah.
0: because that was the truth. Yeah. And so we see even the simple truth of if you're a male or female, that's even up in the air now. So as Christians, the way we fight spiritual warfare is we fight with truth. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna apologize mm-hmm. for something
1: being true. Like but I'm it's not but it's mean, John.
0: Oh yeah. Well yeah, <laughs> yeah. can be mean
1: John. Ooh,
0: You know, <laughs> um, and I'm i'm not advocating we just go out and you know carry on a sign saying a boy is a boy right but i'm advocating that when we're in these conversations we don't surrender the truth mm-hmm. just like we would never surrender a position right yeah like unless we absolutely had to yeah. well here we don't have to absolutely have to mm-hmm. in spiritual warfare sometimes in physical warfare you have yeah. to move right you have to yeah. get a different position to get an advantage yeah but i mean we weren't going to surrender our position. you need
1: better cover you know yeah yeah but you're in a good position. You ain't surrender in that yeah. position unless you absolutely have to. I think, like I think, uh, I'm a like I, I never really believed like spiritual warfare. I never really knew what it was until I got saved. And I tell you what, I felt like spiritual warfare, just the room. I got like it got hotter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like it just, it just became like, you know, like like you mentioned, like we are, you know natural sinners like we constantly fight sin and i when i became saved when i got saved you know all the things everything changed and it's just like it's a constant battle every day man like and you know you work in you work in uh, with people who aren't christians temptation is always there uh uh and uh learning learning how to uh we uh, call for fire <laughs> yeah. you know you learn how to pray sound that call get help ask for help like it's 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 tough you know but i think as soldiers and vets like spiritual warfare it's also like the battle with depression you know that's that's my 100 like that's my firm belief like it's as a veteran who you've been you've deployed uh and you've seen some stuff you know uh it haunts you uh i think uh that that uh that affects you every day. It affects me 100%. It's depression is amongst veterans. It's real, like the veteran suicide rate, right? mm-hmm. proves to us like it's it's a battle. And I, it became so much easier after I got saved because I didn't get saved till like a year after I got out the army. Like, mm-hmm. and that year after I got out the army, it was probably the toughest year I've ever gone through. You know, because that was the year where like uh, I loved the army, but I got told I was unfit for duty. And I lost a job I loved, uh, lost the camaraderie of being around soldiers, you know, training soldiers as a non-commissioned officer. I, I loved that, and then I spent a year and just battling that depression and trying to find something to do. And then uh, I don't know. I think uh, I hope that we can touch on those subjects too, yeah. you know, the veteran community. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this podcast. I can't, I can't wait to see where we go with the with the website you know you do you're doing great things you know and i know i was sick for a while but hopefully mm-hmm. the medicine i'm taking is helping me get back into the fight as they would say <laughs> <laughs> this is just ibuprofen right? you yeah. just took a knee and sick yeah. some water i forgot uh, to change my socks that's, oh, what, happened. that's yeah. what happened yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh braun braun brought up the website and um so we just wanted to, uh, we have some resources um, here and we are the, a startup, as they would say. Is um, <laughs> what they say? That's what they say. Uh, so we are, as startups do, starting up. <laughs> and um, So I'm getting on the website right now so we can give you guys accurate information as to what the, uh, the website entails. So um, we got the Godly Grunts. One one six dot site, which Wix is with an X dot Wixsite slash my M-I-dash site. That's my m i site s i t e. So all that together is the godlybrunts one one six dot site.com slash my site. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a blog which goes out every Thursday or if something uh, special happens, we just put out tonight our, um, Afghanistan and the gospel, which was kind of like, uh, what we talked about tonight. Um, so we got that out, but we, uh, if you go to our main page, which is what you're going to go on when you get to the website, you'll see, you can kind of just click from there, learn more, learn about us. We got our blog, we got our podcast, which is the first one of, uh, we also have ministry that we do. We're located at Fordrum, drum, home of the 10th bound division. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, And we have this ministry, but we also try to do outreach to soldiers, um, through staff duty. And, uh, we also, the veterans in our area and, uh, and stuff like that. So we're trying to be more than just media, but our, our mission statement is, uh, we teach soldiers to be better Christians and Christians to be better soldiers. And that's pretty much what we are, uh, what we're striving to do here, um, on this podcast. So, uh, yeah. Any, any thoughts before I give the closing, uh,
1: no, I think we hit everything, uh, excited to see where this goes, you know, uh, love working the ministry. We do our outreach things like handing out cookies at staff duty. Like it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. The soldiers, they walk in there Mm -hmm. and they're doing this, their thing on staff duty, CQ and, um, somebody two bearded men walk in, (laughs) Uh, with cookies and snacks, you know, and just try to, you know, try to make things a little better for them. You know, it's always fun, you know, uh, but I uh, definitely, this, the website and uh, the Instagram and, you know, all we're trying to do is just, you know, help, help soldiers, help Christians, mm-hmm. you know, it's a build a brotherhood, yeah. build a fellowship, right. Where we all can just lean on one another. Yeah. And you brought up the the Instagram.
0: Sorry. I forgot to bring up social medias, but we have um, at the godly grunts on Instagram. It's the godly grunts on Facebook on our Facebook page you can also go to a group. I think that I tried to create. I'm not very good with Facebook, um, but uh, I try, I attempted to make a group on there so that way if you're a soldier who's a christian or you're just a christian who wants to get to know some soldiers and and uh encourage them you can join this group and then if you're stationed somewhere maybe we can help you get plugged into a good church Uh, up here we uh go to parkside bible church uh which is where i'm a minister at and uh kind of trying to run some of these things out of there so um so yeah that's where you can you can find us on the social media. So uh you can find me personally on uh Instagram at the Deacon of Death22. Two, two. Braun, what's your uh it's just a uh, Braun underscore nicks um, Okay, yeah. And um so that's where we're at. If you want to reach out to us personally, send us a message or See the stupid stuff we post. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, we try to keep the
1: good stuff to the uh the ministries page. Yeah. To
0: us personally, who knows what's going
1: on. Inside. I mostly just post pictures of my kids on my yeah. Instagram. You know. Yeah, every once in a while I break out a an old old vet photo. Old vet photo. Little,
0: <laughs> this was me. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> 20 pounds. So, yeah, so I wanted to close, uh, just on the situation in Afghanistan real quick. Um, look, my only message here is you guys all see the debacle that it is, um, and the cluster that, that has just surrounded this whole situation. But my encouragement is to the veterans who served there, uh, what you did mattered. Um, you may think, Yeah, what you did and the people you lost. Just like, uh, I thought my, when I first happened, I fell into that where I thought, um, myself, like, why did I go over there? I missed, you know, I almost missed one of my kids' births. Um, while I was over there, my wife's pregnant. And then the other, you know, why did, uh, we lost a guy when we were over there, you know, and, uh, why didn't he, you know, he was over there, he died and kind of all for what, but, Um, what you did mattered, uh, whether it was Afghanistan, Iraq, or whenever you serve, uh, what you did mattered. And, uh, those people who were there while we were there, they had some semblance of freedom. Um, and that matters. They had those times in their life where they were able to enjoy, uh, life. And, um, it mattered that we kept terror at bay. What's going to happen in the future? Uh, the Lord knows, and he's in control and we'll trust him. But, uh, yeah, if you're feeling, uh, like what you did didn't matter. And that's, that's, you know, we talk about depression, that's getting you into a depressive state, reach out to someone, uh, reach out to us, but we want to let you know that what you did mattered. So, uh, with that, any closing thoughts? Oh, all right. Well, y'all have a good night and, uh, or whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> Maybe you're at 4.30 getting it on already in the gym. Uh, Good. Good. Uh, But, but yeah, see you all later.